Welcome to the Birthful Podcast. I'm Adriana Lozada, and today we're kicking off our birth stories for the summer series. This is when I get to switch the spotlight from the birth pros to the mighty mamas who share what real life birth looks like. Today, Victoria Wilson is here to tell us how bringing great labor support to a birth makes for a much better experience than when you just bring your stubbornness. Stay tuned. This episode of Birthful is brought to you by Natural Breastfeeding and their free quick start video. Created by breastfeeding experts Dr. Teresa Nesbitt and Nancy Moorbacher, this video will show you what you need to know to get started with natural breastfeeding. Go watch it at naturalbreastfeeding.com. The Birthful Podcast, talking to maternity pros to inform your intuition. Hello, Mighty Mamas and Mamas-to-be. And if you are in the Northern Hemisphere, happy summer. During the summer, we do things a little differently here at the podcast. If you've been listening for a while, you know that I switched the spotlight from the professionals to the Mighty Mamas so they can tell their birth stories in all their glory. What did they want? What did they get? How did it feel? What was hard? What was really helpful? You'll get to hear it all as they experienced it. Hopefully, this will help balance out the dramatic and often scary views of birth so often presented by traditional media and unhelpful strangers. So before we jump into today's show, I want to remind you that it would be super, super helpful if you could rate the show on iTunes. And to do that, go to birthful.com slash review, where I've created a lovely and explanatory video that walks you through the process. So go to birthful.com slash review and watch the video or just go straight to the Birthful Podcast on iTunes, then click on the View on iTunes link, click on Ratings and Reviews, and give the podcast as many stars as you think it deserves or even do a little write-up. So all it takes is one link and three clicks starting from birthful.com slash review. Thank you. Thank you so much. And if you yourself want to share your birth story on the show, then let's do it. Use the contact form at birthful.com and write, I want to share my birth story, my birth story, or something like that in the comments. I look forward to hearing all about it. I really, really do. Also, I want to give an enormous thank you to all of you who've decided to become an official friend of the show through patreon.com slash birthful. I so appreciate it. And if you're listening and you've been thinking about becoming a friend, but you keep forgetting about it as life gets in the way, then stop what you are doing right now. Hit pause and get it done. I'll still be here waiting to start the show. You won't miss anything. I promise it will only take a few minutes. All right. Did you do it? Did you do it? <laughs> yes. Yay. Thank you. Thank you. And three times thank you. Now we can get on with the show. So today, Victoria Wilson is here to tell us about her birth stories. Welcome, Victoria. Hi, Adriana. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited that you're here and I'm so happy you contacted me. Um, when you when you sent in your email, you said you had a unique perspective that you had one birth with a doula, without a doula and then one birth with. And you've since also become a trained doula. Um, so that I love that we're going to be talking about that perspective of one birth with and one without. And you had a specific quote that said that you, you've been saying <laughs> that your first birth, you say it, you say it. Yeah, no, that's, it's good you bring that up. I like to say that I had a natural birth both times, but the first was because I was stubborn and the second is because I was supported and there is a difference between, right, being right. stubborn and being supported. <laughs> Absolutely. And the, yeah, I can only relate to the first one. <laughs> <laughs> right. It still counts, but like it's definitely a different, you know, it's a little grittier, I think. <laughs> yeah. And I think did that, so did that first stubborn birth how did that shape your desire to become a doula, I think? Yeah, no, that's that's a good question. Like the so I still I would say I still enjoyed the the birth of my first daughter and it was only um I had done like just a lot of reading. I was I was already getting really interested in birth when I was pregnant with her. And then having, you know, this natural birth, I at the at the time, I guess, 
I thought like, oh, this is just how it's supposed to be. But it was a very, you know, it's kind of a textbook first labor, 20 hours long. We did, we did have a hospital birth both times. So there was that kind of element of, you know, experiencing the hospital arrival and things kind of slowing down and then stalling out for long periods of time, that sort of thing. So it was just kind of a normal, long first time labor, but it, it ended up being natural just because I kept saying no when they offered me drugs. Like, no, I studied. I'm going to do this naturally. You know, like we're doing it. And it was just long and hard, but good. And I remember, do I do remember us feeling accomplished. But since then, um, after her birth, I had just done more reading and um, just got really interested. Like, whoa, some births sound like way more, you know, dreamy kind of than, than this experience was and just a little more, um, I don't know what the, I don't know what the word would be, but I just started reading more accounts, I guess, and got really, really interested. And I started learning through that about the role of a doula and how that can help kind of, you know, set set the tone and environment and position changes, that kind of thing. Um, and I just got interested in supporting other women, I guess, and just le- learning, being in that world. And also the, at the same time, people were kind of asking me about our birth story and questions about birth. And I was just excited to answer them. And my husband kind of noticed like, you're like staying up late answering all these random people's questions. Why don't you just do this? You know, since you're so interested. Um, so yeah. then I, yeah, yeah. So then I decided to go to training and I, I was pregnant at that point with my second daughter. And then we also hired a doula for my second birth and it was, you know, it was just very different, as, so, like, as we'll talk about. Yeah, yeah. let's jump right in and tell me how this dreamy birth was different. Yeah, I think, um, well, for, for one, like, something I really love that doulas do is help people prenatally. So I love that um, processing prior to the birth about maybe past births you've had or even just kind of for first-time moms, like, what are, what are you coming into birth thinking? Like, what are some maybe biases or thoughts you have or fears even, you know, that are already in your mind. Let's talk about those and work through those. So I loved doing that kind of work. And it was in those prenatal appointments, actually. Um, My husband and I kind of were able to talk through some things that had happened during my first daughter's birth and realize like, whoa, we weren't on the same page. Like, you know, for my husband, like that wasn't a super good experience for you. I'm sorry. I didn't, you know, I was asking a lot of him that I didn't realize I was asking. Like I, I was wanting him to be a doula for me, but, um, we were not on the same page about that. Do you know what I mean? So he, he was still like, I say it's my husband's a wonderful man and he was very, you know, good and supportive, but, um, I knew there was something missing and he did too. So it was helpful talking with our doula, like, Oh, you were what was missing. You know what I mean? Just that, like that kind of expert eye, um, to help us through, through things. And, and, and like a doula just brings so much like knowledge and wisdom and just that extra set of hands, you know, like labor yes. is a lot of work and, you know, you can, you might want to hug somebody and have your back rubbed at the same time and your husband can't do, or your partner can't do both of those, you know, whatever the case is. So that was helpful. Just, to, it was only until that point that we kind of realized like, oh, our first daughter's birth was actually kind of long and hard and difficult. And then, um, yeah, after the birth of my second daughter, we're like, whoa, that was, you know, it was hard because we were missing that, that person to kind of be with us the whole time, both before labor started talking through things. And then, you know, yeah, I don't, I don't want to give away too much before we actually start talking. Well, no, go ahead. Let's start from the beginning. Let's see how, how was this birth? (laughs) Right. Well, it was, my labor began, like I knew I was in early labor in the afternoon. It was a Friday afternoon. Um, so I got my toddler at that point, um, she was 20 months old down for like a nap and I'd been having some contractions and then I noticed some bloody show or, or my mucus plug was kind of coming out. I was like, Oh, maybe this is really it. I have both my labors so far. I have like kind of very strong pre-labor contractions for like a month beforehand. So basically anytime I feel a contraction, I do not get excited. Um, but when I started seeing the the show, I was like, okay, maybe I should, you know, stay close to home. It was actually the day before my due date. Um, my daughter ultimately came on her due date, which is like 4%, right? It's something crazy small. Yeah. That she actually came spontaneously we were on her due date. But anyway, um, yeah, I kind of felt that early labor sensation. And then I decided to get my toddler down and just kind of see you keep doing life. I think I started folding laundry and watching Netflix. And then I kind of noticed like, oh, these contractions are, you know, stained and, um, I just felt, I think I just knew I was in labor. So I told my husband, he probably should come home from work just, just to give me like that space to get into the, 
the zone. Do you know what I mean? Like I didn't want to exhaust myself like running after a toddler in early labor. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so he came home and we just had a really nice time as a family, which is really sweet. I remember it was October. So it was nice and cool. We went out for a walk and just kind of, you know, I'm having contractions like every 10 minutes or something like that. Just very easy, you know, kind of like, okay, I think, I think this could be it. Let's just not get excited, but keep doing our life. Um, and that evening we sent my toddler, um, my mother-in-law and father-in-law live in town. So she went to their house for the evening, for the, the you know, evening slash like for the night. And they kind of knew like, Car- you know, Carson's coming over to your house. Like <laughs> just be prepared to keep her for, you know, a few more hours. Um, and at that point it was funny. I remember my husband took her and it's like, it's almost like as soon as he left, the contractions just really started getting closer together and more intense. Like they had kind of been lingering. Does that make sense? And then as soon as I just something about being alone yes. and kind of like in my, yeah, just, just that is what I needed. And it was, you know, every three to five minutes, like active labor definitely started. And, um, I think at this point it was like maybe seven or eight o'clock in the evening. And so we just kind of, we knew we wanted to stay home because during my first birth, we, you know, typical first time parents, we like rushed to the hospital very early on. And I think, I don't know, I say that that's kind of a, that's something I think a lot of people want to do is get to the hospital. But what you're not told is like, you know, you could be having contractions very close together and it looks like it's time to go, but first time labors can take a long time. So um, we did end up spending a long time at the hospital the first time. And because we, you know, rushed there as soon as they were. It's hard to gauge. I know it's very hard. Yeah. And again, I think that's something like a doula can kind of help you. It's nice to have someone to text or, you know, contact in the moment of like, Hey, here's what's going on. And they kind of give you ideas of, you know, Oh, sounds like you're really early. You should stay home. Or like, Whoa, sounds like you're about to push out a baby. You should go to, you know, mm-hmm. like this could be a good time to go to the hospital. Like, um, so it's definitely nice to have your kind of communicating with our doula and she was, you know, to encourage us like, yeah, you're doing a great job. It sounds, let me know when you need me. I'll come. We have planned for her to come to our house. And I think it was about, it was like 11, 10 or 11. We just kind of kept doing our, what we were doing at home and about 10 or 11, I, I wanted her, you know, I was like, I think I'm ready to have her here. So she came and she got to her house about midnight. Um, and yeah, it's funny. I think a nice thing about being a second time parent maybe is you know more about what's going on in your in your body. Like you felt those sensations before, so they're not so strange. So it definitely, we felt more confident just kind of handling labor on our own. Does that make sense? Like I kind of knew, like, I don't know. I just felt comfortable. Like this is totally normal. I'm not afraid of it. You know, I knew to like get in the bathtub and just walk around and eat things and it just felt very calm. Does that yeah. make sense? It makes yeah. total sense. And, and that calmness also then makes it flow better. You know, it, it, it's, mm. it's this self-fulfilling prophecy that yes. if you're less anxious, then things will flow better. Yeah, absolutely. No, absolutely. And it was, and it's funny because it's kind of like, I wish, I don't know, it's almost like the thing that you just come with experience. Like there's no way, I, I'm sure some, I'm sure many first time couples have really smooth flowing, calm, not anxious labors, but we definitely did not, you know, so I think it's kind of a common experience as people maybe who have like a more intense first labor will be surprised to find like, oh, the second one, you know, it's like a chip off the old block at that point, like, you know, know. so anyway, we had, our doula came to our house, um, and actually we, I I say doula, she, she is a doula, she was also, um, a certified, professional midwife but in my state they are currently not licensed to um, practice and there's some legislation hopefully that will change that but she has just made the decision not to practice because of of the law like you know I think she supports home birth but um anyway with, with that midwifery kind of element we actually hired her as a monotrice like her monotrice package which if people don't know what that is it's essentially like hiring a private labor and delivery nurse to be with you in labor. So that's also why we, you know, we planned for her to come to our house and, um, having that kind of monetary status, um, meant that she was doing uh, fetal heart tone checks. And at one point I think I asked her to do a cervical check just to see where I was. So I don't know if that makes a difference in the story. Right. No, no, that's good to know that you had, you had, that's part of your story. Yeah. Yeah. It was a, yeah, a monetary, but do like doula, monotrice, I don't know, to be, to be technical. Um, 
we hired her under her monetary package, which just meant that she, you know, she brought a little bit more equipment, but she was very helpful. And, um, she's such a, like, she's just such a kind, kind woman. Um, and I really respect and admire her. So like both as a mom and then now that I'm starting a doula career, I admire her professionally, you know, and she, she's just, um, came in and kind of saw where we were and helped us with some ideas, gave my husband a break. Um, so Ben kind of, you know, sat down in the recliner and closed his eyes while she took over, you know, the massaging and that kind of thing. Um, and she was, you know, encouraging me to eat, which was good. And just helping. It's funny, you can do so much prep work, but in the moment you really do like forget a lot of what you prepared. So she was just good to remind us of like different positions we could be trying and, um, and little, like I was kind of, I was getting, I was tired, obviously, because it was like midnight, one in the morning, and I kept wanting to lay down, and she kind of helped me, like, you know, no, like, it, you know, why don't we just try to stay up a little bit for a few more contractions to, you know, keep the labor going. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but then, you know, when I did need to rest, kind of helped me get comfortable, so I could, like, rest for a little bit and then get right back at it. And I ended up, it's funny, they said after, like my doula and my, my husband told me afterwards, it looked like I was dancing in contractions. So apparently I didn't, I never did like any prep for that, but I ended up just kind of, and I'm, it's funny because not in labor, apparently I'm not a very coordinated person. Like I am not a very good <laughs> dancer, but apparently during labor, I'm quite a good dancer. So that was, you found uh, your rhythm. I found my rhythm. Right. And now it is gone again, but that's, <laughs> that's okay. Um, yeah, it was just kind of fun and it was nice too being at home. Um, I don't know. I think I, I definitely, I got more of like a taste for home birth this time. Like we, we do still end up going to a hospital, but it definitely made me even more interested in like hopefully attending a home birth one day or maybe having one myself. We'll see. But it was it was nice to even do things like labor in my daughter's nursery, you know, and just seeing those mm-hmm. reminders of like, OK, like this is what we're working for, you know, like seeing her like her toys and all the things like, OK, like I'm bringing you to this place. You know, all this work is helping you come here to our family, to our home. So that was nice. And I think it was about, gosh, like three in the morning or four, something like that. I really felt like I wanted to get to the hospital because my my goal was to not hit transition in the car. Like I wanted to get there, you know, right about the time I would be in that intense spot. Right. So, And our hospital has, there's one particular room that has a nice big labor tub. And I was very desperate to get to that because I love laboring in water. So um, about four, I think we end up getting at the checking, checking in, like it's a hotel. We are admitted to the hospital. About that would be nice. <laughs> I know. I know if only, right. The Hilton <laughs> or something. Um, that's funny. Yeah. We are admitted <laughs> about four and the drive up there was nice too. It's funny with, with both births, we made that drive to our hospital. It's about 45 minutes away. Cause we, um, chose to go with the midwifery practice it's hospital based. And in my opinion, you know, it's just kind of, when I looked at stats, they were the best providers in the area and it's a little bit of a drive, but it was worth it for us. But both times we kind of ended up driving in the middle of the night and there was no one on the interstate, just kind of clear night sky. And it was really, I don't know, it was really peaceful just kind of going, you know, up the road with the moonlight. And my, um, our doula was in the back seat of the car with us. And I remember it was, I got really chilly and she was just like cuddling me in the back seat. And I think, yeah, I think I kept worrying. I was, I was not buckled. So I guess I can tell you now I broke, I broke the law. I was not buckled in my seatbelt, but I kept being worried about that. Like, I'm not buckled. What if you get pulled over? And she kept saying like, you're in labor. It's okay. Like, you don't, you know, like you don't have to follow like all the rules. But I was really worried about that for some reason. Yeah, about, like not being able to stay buckled in my car, like, you know, because I'm kind of on hands and knees, like in the backseat of her car and holding on to that, um, you know, the handle above the door. And it's just funny. I was so, so worried that I wasn't actually buckled in my seatbelt. It's is... interesting the things we fixate on <laughs> during know. labor. It's yeah. so true. It's so true. Um, yeah. Keep, so keep going. Like, I don't know. I feel like I'm talking a lot, but I guess. No, that's how it goes. You're <laughs> okay, telling your story. Tell us. I want to know more. I'm like, wait, wait, your hands and knees in the car and the moon is shining and it's peaceful. Tell I me know. more. It's very peaceful. Yeah. And we get there. So yeah, that's a good, we get there. It's peaceful. And I remember telling, when we arrived at the hospital, 
I remember telling my doula, like, we're going to, I'm going to have at least three contractions before I get upstairs. And I did sure enough. Like I was, you know, we were very from walking to the parking lot into the building, which PS, if there's any time you need like a valet parking situation, it is definitely when you're heading to the hospital to have a baby. So I felt like if you if run a hospital, take note, valet parking or like, I don't know, trolleys or something like get those ladies upstairs. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's one of the things that I definitely do as a doula. I park the cars. That is, see, that would be nice. I needed, like, I guess Ben, I'm trying to think, how, how do we do this? I think we all just kind of walk together, which did work out fine, but that's mm-hmm. a good tip. That would be a nice thing to do for people. See, another reason to hire a doula. But we get we get upstairs <laughs> and, you know, get, um, I was, like, having contractions in their little triage, like, desk area, you know, pretty, and I'm, I'm hitting, I'm not quite in transition, but I'm, I'm there, like, getting close, you know, which is very, very mm-hmm. intense active labor. And um, they're kind of like, why don't you just come on back? Like, we won't ask you these questions right now. It's like, thanks. That would be great. So we get oh, that's re- good that they actually, yes. that they read you and they said, yeah, yeah, let's move along. Yeah, she did a great, yeah. Our, our check-in lady did a great job. She's like, I, yeah, just never mind. Go, <laughs> like, go on in. So that was good. But the, we did have, this is where we kind of had the biggest, like, hiccup or drama moment, I guess, in our um, stories. When we got to the room, we Hold had, on. Okay. I'm going to leave people hanging in this cliffhanger of the hiccup and drama of the whole story. Okay. And we're going to take a break and come right back. Nice. Research tells us that 92% of new moms report significant problems with breastfeeding within the first week, and that common problems include nipple pain, milk production, and latching. Let me tell you, nipple pain sucks. It is no fun at all. And the thing is that it only takes a couple of badly latched breastfeeding sessions for your nipples to become unnecessarily damaged. Do yourself a favor and go watch Dr. Teresa Nesbitt and Nancy Moorbacher's free quick start video that gives you everything, everything you need to know to get started with natural breastfeeding. I have seen these techniques work time and time again since this is what I teach my doula clients. And it's also super comfortable to do. I'm telling you, your back will not hurt from breastfeeding if you use these techniques. So go do it. Go watch the quick start video to natural breastfeeding at naturalbreastfeeding.com. And we're back. So tell me. (laughs) Okay, so what happened? Yeah, so our big hospital drama, um, the nurse who was first assigned to us she came in, and I don't know, she was very, um, like, just abrasive. And I feel we had some paperwork that we had gotten, like, in pre-registration. And the, originally we were told, like, don't don't initial. I think that was it. They're like, check check off all these things, but don't sign or initial anything until you get to the hospital and you're actually in labor. So we brought these papers out, and the nurse kind of said something, like, it was just, I forget exactly what she said, but it was something like, why don't you have these signed? You know, that's the whole point of like pre-registration. Like you should, you know, these should be initialed or whatever. And I just remember thinking like she was trying to get all this stuff, um, you know, processed, I guess. So I could officially be admitted and in, or in the room and she could do like, she wanted to do a cervical check. And I just remember thinking after her kind of attitude and when she spoke with us that way it was like you no, like you cannot get anywhere near me or my cervix like I don't you know like I'm this isn't gonna work out for me and I remember <laughs> having that thought but then I was also kind of conflicted like I don't I don't want to make a big deal like I don't like her but maybe I should just deal with it and you know kind of whatever like this will just be our, our bad nurse that we don't like but then kind of it's funny, our doula could kind of sense that something was wrong. And she asked me, like, are you okay? And this is where it was weird this time in in my birth. I was also having, like, memories of doula training, you know, so thinking, like, I, so I was a laboring mom, but I was also, like, a new doula. So I'm looking at the birth through that lens as well. Um, and I kind of felt like I knew, like, in internally, like, I shouldn't need to put up with this, like, I need to stand up for myself and advocate for myself. But I was just at a loss, you know, like, I, I felt like I couldn't say anything. And then our doula stepped in and was asking if I was okay. And I told her, like, I don't like this nurse. I, I don't know why, like, I just don't want her. You know, I don't I don't want this nurse. And mm-hmm. I'm afraid to say anything. And she kind of encouraged me like, well, if you don't, you know, if you want to change nurses, we can definitely ask, like, 
you need to be comfortable. And it was just, it was so sweet in the moment. Like it felt like such a big deal. I guess looking back on it, it's not that big of a deal to ask for a different nurse. But in the moment, I just felt like I was advocating for myself and my baby, you know, and my doula was helping me like find my voice and get the kind of care that I knew I needed. And Awesome. our doula did. Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, it's so, it's, it seems like, I guess now a small thing, but in the moment, it's like the biggest mountain. Like I'm about to have a baby, but you feel like the biggest thing is working through this, you know, like a provider that you're not a fan of or that makes you feel uncomfortable. So I definitely, it definitely gave me sympathy, I guess, for, or empathy with like my future clients and just women in general, when you're facing that kind of tough, like maybe a, a tough situation or a tough environment where your labor isn't being supported in the way that you want or, or what, whatever it is, you know, you know, there's something that needs to change so you can birth your baby effectively and like how a doula can really help you identify that and then also do something about it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, it and was, it's about that creating that space, that support where you space. feel, yeah, where you feel right. comfortable. Right. Right. And so, and our, our doula did that. We kind of requested a different nurse and, um, and it was, it was kind of like a, a different nurse came in and she, I think actually it was, it ended up being like the head of the nurses, like who was the chart, the head charge nurse, mm -hmm. um, ended up being our support nurse person. And, and that the first nurse later, she did actually come to our postpartum room and like apologized and just, or just said, you know, I'm sorry, you felt uncomfortable. And so we, that, that part did end happily in the sense of like, it kind of, it resolved, it reconciled afterwards. But oh, good. yeah, which was really nice of her. Like, I really, I appreciate that a lot. And it's funny. I think I, I'm a, by nature, I think I'm just kind of a people pleaser. And so it felt so weird for me to tell somebody like, I don't like you or I don't, this isn't working for me. Like, I don't want you here. But it was so important. Like it was, it was so important to have to do that. Um, and so after we kind of got, you know, got settled and got all the people there who needed to be there, my sister-in-law, um, who I had asked prior, you know, beforehand if she invited her to come to our birth and she got there and our birth photographer was there. Um, and then we, you know, it just felt right. Just like I knew kind of everyone in the room and I felt comfortable and labor just continued progressing. I got in the tub, which was my big goal to get to the hospital and get in their labor tub. And, oh my um, goodness. And I got to tell the listeners yes. that you, <laughs> you got to go to the show notes because Victoria has some gorgeous yes. birth photography, <laughs> but that tub made me so jealous when I saw it's it. <laughs> Whoa. It's fabulous. And it's so, yeah, they have like the shower head attached to it and you can set the temperature on the outside of the tub. So is that thing in the middle? It's like in the middle of the room, right? Yes, it's beautiful. It's Gorgeous. Okay. I know. I Sorry know. to interrupt. <laughs> <laughs> no, please. Yeah, I would love. I would love for people to go see the show notes. Our photographer did just a fabulous job, and it was nice. It was so nice. Um, and yeah, again, our doula, like my husband, was kind of at the head of the tub, like where I could look at him and encouraging me. And then our doula was like rubbing my back and pouring water over me. And I think that's just again. I think I'm all. I'm all like you know, excited right now about doulas because it's, it's new for me, but I'm just especially enthusiastic and passionate, but that's such a, it was just a really good picture and reminder too, of like, you do need more than one set of hands who are just going to be with you continually during labor and help you. And it's just nice to feel so surrounded. I think that was, that was one thing I kept remembering. Um, once we got there and I was in the tub, I just remember looking around at all the faces that I had invited you know, to be at our birth and just thinking like, wow, like all these people know me and love me and love my baby. And, um, I just felt really, really, really good and very just cared for, you yeah. know, like a good circle, just, just awesome people and women, you know, strong women. And it was, it was nice. Like it was really, really pleasant. So Victoria, um, at that moment, yeah. did you feel you know, did you feel like a queen? Did you feel like a goddess? Did you? Yeah. Feel like by the Iron Man Gaskin quote. Yeah. I did. Yeah. No, I did. I did. I just, I just felt very loved and yeah, respected and cared for. And it's funny. I did. I both felt that like, I, yes, you know, you kind of feel like the queen of the room in a sense, but on the same hand, I have to tell you, like, I also just felt very humbly grateful and it could be because, um, I had just, you know, done lots of reading and I kind of, I don't know. I think when you're kind of face to face sometimes with how birth cannot work out in the best way, just seeing that it was working out so wonderfully for me just made me very, very grateful. Mm -hmm. So 
does that make sense? It was both, like, it was both at the same, like, wow, like, this is just amazing. Like, I am so, like, appreciative and... Right. Yeah. And it's like you're appreciative that you're able to have that moment, that people have everything's come together to create that moment for you. And for listeners then that are not familiar with the anime quote, do do you want to say it? Sure. Yeah. Or you you probably know it better than I do, actually. (laughs) Well, the gist is if at any point, so if a woman doesn't feel like a goddess, or isn't treated like a goddess yeah. at some point in labor, then you're doing it wrong. Yeah, right. She doesn't, yeah, is that, or she doesn't look like a goddess or something. You're not treating her right. Exactly. Yeah. We're paraphrasing. Yeah, <laughs> right. Sorry, Anime. But <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. It was, it was very much, it was very much that. And, and it was, you know, it was just pleasant. And it's just a nice, you know, you think about it, like it's just a nice way to welcome a baby into the world. You know, it's like with a bunch of, people to kind of witness it and um just the like love and support and care you know it's just a nice it's a very pleasant way I would imagine yeah. to like to be born and it shows in the pictures like I really mm-hmm. love there were you guys put up some fairy lights right around yeah and this is something yeah our doula did that and that's something now I've put in my doula bag little Christmas lights um it's just a string and we just kind of threw them up you know in the corner and it's just it's just so magical. It's wonderful. And our our midwife actually um, had this like little bag she pulled out, and there were some um, battery operated candles that she just had in the hospital. So we had those out as well. And it's just nice because hospitals, you know, they have like they're helpful in some ways, but like their lighting is not the best. Like we can just say that. Like if you do see a <laughs> hospital, that is awesome. I totally get. That there's reasons some people want to be there, but come on, like we can do a lot to make this like more more pleasant and not as harsh and whatnot so I also saw you had your husband was showing you some affirmation cards yeah yeah I had just made those um beforehand to kind of you know just quotes that were important to me um and things I wanted to remember we actually pre so prenatally we discovered that like I had a low blood platelet count and since then we know it's kind of it's just um like something I have. It wasn't gestational or anything. It's just that I have low blood platelets. And so I think I was, that made me this, yeah, this will come into play later in the story, but I was just very nervous about that part of it, about having low platelets and the risk of, um, hemorrhaging, you know, during, during the birth. Uh, so I definitely really wanted just a reminders and I'm a, I'm a word person. So I kind of took one night and just thought through like, okay, like, what does this mean? Like how I'm going to face this and just kind of thought and prayed through that situation and made these cards out of just stuff I wanted to remember and encouragements for labor. So that was a big, yeah. He was showing me those at the, at the front of the tub so Mm. I could see, which was so nice. Yeah. It was just really, really sweet. Cause he knew, he knew I was very nervous about this as well. Um, the, the low blood platelet, situation so it was just nice to have those and I remember I think also he had told me we made those because during my daughter's first birth he said that he didn't know what to say you know he's like I just don't know what to say like I want to help you but I don't know what you want from me so it was a really nice way for us to kind of say everything we wanted to say before the birth and just pull it out during you know so just had that nice kind of peaceful unspokenness like we could read the stuff that we wanted to say mm-hmm yeah, yeah. It was pleasant. And I think it helped him to like feel like, you know, oh, okay, this is what she wants to hear right now, like open or, you know, you're like, your body's not broken, whatever he, whatever it was, like he knew because we had them written down. So awesome. Yeah, yeah. It was nice. So, so that, then, yeah, yeah, that was the most serene, like that was a very lovely, serene part. And just like in my first labor as well, actually, I birthed my, both my daughters in the same room, which was special. Um, and as in the first, I definitely kind of went through transition in that tub, that very same tub just does transition for me. I don't know what it is. So things are definitely getting intense and, um, I was feeling the urge to push and this, our, our hospital does not, um, I guess they don't, they don't do intentional water births. I'm sure some children have accidentally been born in that tub, but (laughs) they, you know, when you kind of say you need to push, they're like, okay, let's try off and get you out. So um, we did that and our midwife checked and I was like complete and ready to push. So that was exciting. Um, 
And yeah, it's funny. After after this doula training, I was kind of excited to try all these new second stage positions we had learned. And I was like all adamant, like, I'm not going to be on my back. Like, I'm going to birth upright. And so I tried everything, Adriana. Like, I was, you know, on the side <laughs> of the bed. Like, we had the squat bar. I would like pulled up, you know, we sat the bed up and I was hugging um, the backside of the bed. And I was like, I was literally trying everything. Awesome. And yeah, it was awesome. But the funny thing is like, I just couldn't, like I was pushing, but like nothing, nothing was happening, you know, like, uh-huh. you're like, you're going to have to push a little harder. And I just, I remember feeling so weak. Like I wish, like I, I just need to lay down maybe so I don't have to hold myself up and, and then maybe I can like focus enough to push out this baby. So it's funny. I did try, I w- it was about, I think we pushed about 30 minutes. So I was like in all these different positions. And then like the last two pushes, I did end up kind of in a semi sitting and two, like two pushes they said, and she was out. So apparently I did need to be on my back, but I was so like, no, the doula shouldn't birth on her back. You know, <laughs> I was just so it's mad okay. at myself. Like, it's okay. I know. I know. I'm like, I did try all the other ones. Um, and both my, I have very big babies. So this Nora, whose birth story we're telling right now, she was nine, nine. And Carson, my first daughter was nine pounds exactly. So not, I mean, not like ginormous babies, but you know, bigger than. Good size. Bigger than, good size. Yeah. Good shoulders and, you know, heads and that kind of stuff. So ultimately being on my back was, was the way to go for us. But I, I was trying everything. And I remember at one point just thinking like, can you just take her out of me? And, you know, you kind of ask stupid things like that. Like, can you just, just get her out? Like, no, you have to keep, you, you have to push her. Like, that's the way this goes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I, I birthed her and I love, you know, we have great pictures of of that moment, but this is where, so I, I told you I had low blood platelets. I did um, experience a postpartum hemorrhage kind of immediately after having her, <clears throat> but this is where kind of my my shout out and like love of midwifery care comes into play that even though I did hemorrhage, like our midwife was so calm and just helpful. And you like, I know that it was just important for her to like preserve this experience for um, for me and my husband you know, and like the people attending the birth. So it's funny now going back and like looking at these pictures, I'm seeing like now that I know what I'm looking at and you're kind of watching, it's like, oh my goodness, like I'm hemorrhaging. And you can kind of see in the background, I see like nurses and their faces and people kind of rushing around that sort of thing. But what, what, what the camera's focused on is like us, my family, just enjoying the sweet moment of having, you know, our, our newest daughter in the world. Um, and she was, you know, my, just, they're, they're just great. Like she was skin to skin the kind of whole time. Like she wasn't removed. Our midwife just managed it. You know what I mean? Like took care of us. And, um, so I was, I was hemorrhaging and they kind of got the bleeding stopped. Like with my, my daughter's skin to skin, like we started doing like, you know, tried to feed her and fundal massage and that kind of thing. And the bleeding stopped for a little bit. But then it started back again, and our midwife mentioned that she thought I may have had some um, of the amniotic sac left in, like some membranes mm-hmm. that left or that stayed. So they did. Um, I don't know. This could be. This will be TMI, maybe. But they did. No, no. This yeah, is she, this, this is, is part of the glamour of birth. Right, right. <laughs> so we're having this like wonderful blissed out moment, you know, like oh I have a baby, and you're like oh but you are hemorrhaging. I'm like oh I am okay, like whatever. So it was funny. Like we we got that. Like you're, it's just both, it's just both and like, it's both this really wonderful moment. And then it's also this kind of like terrifying, you know, like thing that's happening. Um, and our midwife ultimately kind of after some time, she's like, you know, I think that you have some membranes left in, like I need to, you know, and, and I had mentioned to her, like they got me cleaned up and I was just cuddling my daughter. And then I told the nurse, like, I think I'm still bleeding. And sure enough, like I, I was, so our midwife said, okay, we need to, I need to go in manually and get this membrane out. And they did give me, um, I think I got state all at that point, which I was not a fan of, um, because I just didn't like how it made me feel. And I can't say, I think they, like, they gave me this injection of state all. And then our midwife kind of went in with her hands, like, up, you know, in, in my vagina mm-hmm. to the uterus to get out this membrane. But I remember feeling all of that. Like, I don't think the state all kicked in until afterwards, but no. who's to say, I know, like, I, I mean, after she was out, like I felt, you know, I felt great, but, um, 
daring. Yeah, I feel like I still like really remember feeling that sensation. But she did kind of find that the membrane that had stayed behind and got that out. And sure enough, like my bleeding, the bleeding out stopped. But it's it's funny. My after my daughter's first, my first daughter's birth, I had a retained placenta, which also required like a manual removal, and I didn't have any pain medication for that one. So I told Ben, like, I just, I just, if I have another baby, I would love to do it without somebody's hand going back up inside of me. Like after a baby came out, you know, both times now we've had to go get something that well, left behind. I know. So that's kind of unusual. I guess not many people, not many mm. people get to experience that delight, but yeah. <laughs> Did but you get any Pitocin at that point also? Pitocin? You mean in the first birth or? No, um, for the hemorrhaging at the end. Just curious. Oh, hemorrhaging. Uh, I think they did methogen, not pitot. Uh, is that right? I can't, I can't remember. I, I think they gave me something. I don't think it was okay. But I feel like it may have been, hmm. It, I don't know why I'm thinking methogen, but pitocin probably would have made more sense. I don't exactly know. I know, like, it was, I, oh, my. It's funny. My husband just overheard me. He said it was methogen after the second time. Like, so I got this. Hi, Ben. Yeah. Hi, Ben. (laughs) He waved. Um, He said, yeah, it was stayed all to kind of help that discomfort. And then methogen after they removed that piece of membrane that had stayed. I think Nora's telling you also what it was. Yeah. My daughter has just joined. Sorry. It is the Birthful Podcast. Yay. Hi, Nora. (laughs) Yeah. Hi for telling your story. Um, (laughs) But... Yeah, I, like, because they knew the source, like, it was something, you know, that you're kind of, our midwife was knowing, like, okay, it's a writ, like, with my little platelets, like, we're kind of expecting mm-hmm. some bleeding issues, so. They were ready for it, and she had a plan, sort yeah. of, already. Yeah, yeah, she had a plan, and she did, she just preserved, like, again, I'm just so grateful that she preserved the experience for us, Um because I don't remember, like, I know, I know that hemorrhaging is very, you know, it can, it can be very, very, very serious. And, um, you know, it could have it required a lot more intervention than it did. But I just appreciate that she was calm, you know, and I never felt like, like, I just, I never freaked out like this bit, you know, I'm hemorrhaging after I have a baby. And I just didn't, it, it just didn't strike me at all. You know, right. in the moment, all I was thinking about was my baby and like, oh, this is so great. And it was really... It, it was just nice. And I'm glad to be able to, to share, I guess, this part of the story because just that when you're focusing the care on the woman and her holistic, you know, experience, it does make a difference. And you, you can take care of, um, like, when, when things go wrong or, or not totally right, you can take care of that and still preserve the fact that it's a birth. Um, right. And know, do it in a safe manner, you know, still manner, being right. safe and being taken care of both physically yes. and sort of mentally and spiritually. Yeah, yeah, totally. And and my husband said the same thing. He's like, I don't think, you know, we've afterwards, like, I don't think we realized how serious it was until, you know, the next day, whenever it's kind of treating us different and post like in the recovery room, like, are you OK? Like, I mean, you hemorrhaged down there, you know, like downstairs. Did you know that? We're like, yeah, we, oh, I guess we did. Like, yeah, wow. You know, it was it was just a good experience. And, and it was nice too. My daughter like was, she was with me except for when my, our midwife had to actually go inside. They gave my daughter, my husband was holding her. But other than that, like she was skin to skin, you know, she didn't leave me. They kind of did all the newborn procedures that they could like her footprints and stuff while she was on me. So it was, yeah, it was just nice. It was very, it was really, really pleasant. And I've told people this felt like, um, I know we were in a hospital, but it felt very home birthy. So Mm. like, yeah, I think it was, it was as close as maybe you could get in a hospital to like what a home birth would feel like. Yay! Yeah, you can hear Nora. She's very, you're telling your side of the story. Um, Yeah, for all the babies listening, they're like, oh yeah, I can understand Nora exactly. Yeah, I can relate how that feels. (laughs) Right. I know. (laughs) So yeah, that's kind of, that's our, and I know like this was very, you know, it was natural. It was, you know, intervention, except I didn't have any medical interventions except for afterward, like with the the Pitocin and the Stadol. Um, It just felt so different. Like though both births were natural, her, um, might you know the second one it just it felt right maybe it felt more physiologic and all of that stuff and and I it, it just had yeah having the plan and having a good team around you to support your plan is really important 
Um, and people, you know, everyone who was there, like, I kind of, I trusted them. Like, I knew that, like I've, I've said, you know, they, they wanted to see the best for us. And it just makes a difference, like, in how you respond to labor. You know, I think I labored much better the second time because of that. Uh, just the that the thing flowed pills. more yeah flow is a good word yeah like in the first I stalled you know I stalled at six centimeters for like hours and hours with my first daughter's birth and um just there was just more I think because too we were in the hospital longer there was just more kind of you know oh let's do an IV and you know can we rupture your like we did a artificial rupture of your brains that kind of thing so I think just the second was much different not only because it was the second but just the people, like knowing everyone there kind of had our back made right. a big difference. Right. How was, and you said you'd spoken to Ben a little bit about that. How yeah. was the the experience with the doula? How did he feel? Or when you were doing the prenatals, you mentioned at the beginning, yeah. you were doing the prenatals and sort of revisiting the story and realizing what was missing for both of you. What was missing for him that he found with this story? Yeah, this yeah. No, that, that's a good question. He's he's told me just kind of the expertise. Like he said, you know, I think you were expecting me the first time to like know everything that was going on. And I didn't, you know, like I'm like, I don't, I have no frame of reference for like what you're going through. So just that familiarity, he said, with Nora's birth, having a doula who was just not, not as afraid of labor and, and, and she kind of helped him too. He said, I'm sorry, I hope she's not too loud. No, <laughs> she's fine. Okay. Good, Nora. Um, he <laughs> said that the Ardula just helped him feel like he could relax more. Like, oh, someone else has got this. So he did. Like I mentioned, we were at home. Like he's, he, it's funny, he's a big baseball fan and the World Series was on. So he just kind of like chilled out for a little bit and watched the World Series, like which was great for him. Like he's, you know, I was so glad that he was able to still be there. But he was able to like do some self-care that he needed to get through the birth. Um, and he still knew I was in good hands. Um, so right. he, yeah, he said he just appreciate the familiarity and just the, the ability to like relax and breathe. And, you know, he didn't feel bad leaving me to go like whatever, like grab a bite to eat or use bathroom or close his eyes. Like mm-hmm. he just felt, I know, I know. And I wish, I wish more husbands would kind of get, you know, see, see that part of it. But he also appreciated like the Ardula helped him be where he wanted to be. So Ben is not, you know, it's funny. I'm a doula now because he's super not, he, he knows more about birth. He's like, than I ever wanted to know, but uh-huh. <laughs> he's, it still makes him very uncomfortable. So little things like he did not want to be kind of at the foot of the bed when I was um, delivering Nora. So Ardula like knew that and she, okay, Ben, Hey, I think she's going to be pushing. Why don't you get up here at, you know, mom's head kind of thing. Like the first time, he says he was kind of pushed at the end, you know, just by nurses, like all the activity, which he didn't know to expect. He just kind of ended up at this spot in the room where he didn't necessarily want to be, you know, and made him a little uncomfortable. But this time he said it was just nice. Like I felt like Ardulo was helped, like helped him get, helped him be in a position that he could enjoy it, you know, and just little things like, okay, this is happening now. And he, he felt more comfortable because he didn't, he saw, you know, just what he wanted to see. And he was where he felt like he could be most useful. And then the doula was kind of filling in those, those gaps, I guess, or the, the places where he couldn't. Right. Um, and take help. away the pressure from him so pressure. he could enjoy it. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. So. so cool. I am. I, thank you so much for sharing your, your stories and, or, or this story yes. and part of the other one. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. and I'm so happy that you had these births and. You're- Thank you. I, so am I, like, it's, it's been wonderful to, and it's, I love them both, you know, I love both my daughters and I love both of their stories, but I love sharing the story, their stories exactly because it, it just kind of speaks a lot to the difference that duels make and just care makes and, you know, care, care and birth, I guess. And yeah. And the fact your- that you will remember this forever. Like I, w- I, I kind of did an internal giggle when you started with the story because <laughs> you're like, well, it was a Friday afternoon. <laughs> right, right, right. You know, it's a Friday afternoon. Like how specific, but that's how it. It's, it's you'll, true. Yeah. We will remember. And I'm excited. I'm excited to tell my daughter, you know, to tell her when she's old enough to understand like I, I want to tell her the story, you know, and how like she was surrounded by. I love that three three midwives ended up being at her birth, which I just think is so cool. Between our our attending midwife and the doula, and the 
the nurse, that head nurse I mentioned who took over, she was actually a retired midwife herself, ah. which is just so cool. Yeah, like things like that, you know, like you came into the world with like such just wisdom and care and expertise around you. Like it's just neat to me. Oh, I yeah. love it. Love it so much. And you can start telling her her story right like from this. So that's a tradition I started with my daughter and from her oh. first birth, I tell her her birth that's age cool. appropriately. And right. I think that's when a- she was seven, she started mm-hmm. asking for it. That's awesome. That's a good, I, I should definitely do that. That's such a great idea. Yeah. Do I, you I, remember it differently every time, like every year that you tell her or give her more information to your... Right. Like, that's it. So I adapt it as, as age appropriate and to put, you know, meet her where she's at. But she always right. wants, that's the last thing she wants at the end of the night Aww. to close with her. It's her birthday. She wants her birth story. And so we cuddle and, oh, and just go cool. through it. Oh yeah. my gosh. I, I'm going to have to do that that is very cool please please I'm happy for like I I share it because it because it creates a special bond and because I think birth stories should be told right so why not tell our children how Mm. they were born regardless of how it was right that is so man that's great yeah that's fabulous yeah and it it was such a like the minute she starts asking for it Mm. then it becomes something so much bigger it's That's beautiful. a cool day. It's true. That's a cool day. <laughs> and you've got some good stories to tell them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Victoria, thank you so, so much for being here and for being such a good friend of the podcast. Uh, yeah, it's my pleasure. Thank you. I love, I love listening. We'll keep doing so. <laughs> Mighty Mamas, I love to hear from you. So share with me your thoughts. And if there's a certain topic you'd like to know more about, let me know. Stay in touch by following Birthful on Facebook or Twitter or subscribe at birthful.com. And if you want to further support the podcast and join my adventure in figuring out how to do things differently, then please go to patreon.com slash birthful, patreon.com slash birthful, and check out all the different pledges and reward levels. I'm Adriana Lozada. Please join me next week when I'll be talking to another mighty mama about her birth story or stories here at the Birthful Podcast. Thanks so much for listening. Hey, Adriana here. I wanted to let you know that starting this week, we'll be going back to our older format of one episode per week so that we can start easing into the summer and you can have more time catching up and going through our fabulous Birthful Library. Happy listening.